Hey, Sam. Hi, Leia. So uh, we're very excited to have everyone here for our pilot episode of our podcast. What am I doing here right now? Yeah. So basically what this podcast is going to be about is um, we're going to be talking about our experience um, canoe tripping and just the outdoors in general and how much it's really changed our lives. And hopefully we can um, educate, but also inspire some people to kind of get out and, and do the same. All right, so should we jump right in and say a little bit about how um, we ended up meeting? Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, we met at a summer camp uh, two years ago, which is crazy. Um, and it's a canoe tripping camp. I've been going up to the lake that the camp is on for like my entire life. I have a cabin that's right across from the camp. Um, and I, I've been to the camp uh three summers previous so um the Missinabi river which is the trip that we did um was when i met leia and um yeah we just became fast friends but you have a little bit it was like your first summer so you have to tell how you yeah kind of got okay into so i'm gonna explain how i actually ended up there um so i've done many summer camps in the past and i've always loved them but i always seeked more adventure um so then uh, I was talking to my dad and he guided many canoe trips um, when he was younger and he went to many canoe uh, tripping camps that were also in the same area. And it was actually three months before we left the camp that we were talking about it and I wanted an adventure. And he said that he thought canoe tripping would be amazing for me. And I kind of didn't even think about it twice and I just, we signed me up and yeah. The three months later, I was at the dock and meeting everyone <laughs> for the very first time. And then we went on a 24-day expedition, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I ended up loving it. Yeah. What was it like for you to come into the camp having, like, obviously you didn't know anyone, so what was, like, your first impression of everyone in, like, the camp itself? Like, were you nervous at first? Like, like do you remember specifically how you felt? I actually do. Um, this is like one of the things that's super clear in my mind, which is a little bit odd, but I guess it was an important moment or a mm-hmm. couple of hours in my life. <laughs> so the drive up there was actually super nerve wracking because it hit me that I was leaving for a month mm-hmm. and that I knew no one there. It was like eight hours away from my house and I speak a lot of French at home and everything. And this was like a fully English camp. And so I would get away from like all the French culture kind of, I don't know. It was just a bit different to like leave the Francophone world behind and see something completely different. And I was told that it was really amazing. And I had I my uncle canoe trips a lot. So it's in my family, but personally I've never had an experience like that. So as I was getting closer, I really realized what I was getting myself into. So obviously I was quite nervous. And when I got there, I automatically saw that people were really nice, but until like the first night, that's when I got, really got comfortable. The first couple of hours was a little bit stressful because I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it yet. Um, but all of that went away when we were just sitting on a rock at night, mm-hmm. looking at the sunset and like someone was playing the ukulele or just singing songs. And that's when I realized that everything was gonna be okay. And that's also when I realized that you have to take risks in life because otherwise, um, you're not going to do anything. <laughs> exactly. I remember, obviously, I'd been to the camp before, 
But I was also super nervous because it was the first trip. Like, I knew this one was going to be different. Um, I did the Des Moines River the year prior, and that was, like, my first kind of river trip. But um, I knew that we were going to do the Missinabi, and I knew that that trip was, like, one of the bigger ones at the camp. Like, one of the ones that, you know, the older kids do that's kind of built up to be, like, this amazing, you know, uh, challenging thing, which it is. Um, And there was, like, well, half the people I knew in my group, we had the biggest group uh, that I'd ever tripped with. We had uh, seven girls, three guides, so 10 people total, which is crazy, which is, like, four boats. Um, And I remember um, you walking in, and I was like, oh, no. Like, you looked like you were so ready to go. I just remember feeling so intimidated by that for some reason. Um, but you, like, we all bonded really well, like, the very first night. Like you said, I just remember going out and sitting on the rock, watching the sunset, and you came and you sat next to me, and I was just like, you know what? I think we're going to be good friends. Like, I think it's going to be good. Obviously, we didn't know how challenging it was going to be, um, but it was definitely, we definitely had each other, and that's what kind of got us through. But it also, it also comes to show that um, when you become, like, friends with someone that has, like, the same interests as you, and you go through quite a difficult, um, you know, month together, like, it's very hard mentally and physically to be that secluded from the entire world. Um, It's been two years since we actually saw each other in person, Mm -hmm. but we've been talking a lot, um, almost every night, and I guess that that also keeps us close, and it's also just the memories that are made out there um, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nature, are just so important to us now that we just, even if we don't see each other physically every single day, we're still able to keep a very strong connection. Yeah, and that's something that, like, that's how you know that it's special. It's obviously hard because our relationship was built off of, you know, being together 24-7 and going through hardships together and spending time together and opening up, you know, emotionally. And we were only together for, like, 30 days, you know? So... It's super hard to, especially over the pandemic, to kind of maintain certain friendships. But uh, we were lucky that we were, you know, the two people who really, you know, were able to maintain a really close friendship and um, definitely helped me get through the pandemic. Um, but it's definitely hard because I sometimes I'll be like, you know, dang, it's been like two years. Like I'm just it's because it, it's a total different aspect, you know, like of a relationship when you're talking through the phone, you know, especially when you know that person so well and you kind of have to remind yourself, like, you know this person really well. And that's kind of the sad thing about it. But I think we've definitely been able to sustain it just by coming back at the end of the day and talking about our canoe trip because, you know, that's what really um, comforts me for sure. Um, Just having somewhere to go to talk to that stuff, to talk about that stuff too, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it's also, we don't only talk about, our, you know, our past canoe trips, you know, we always talk about like our future plans together because <laughs> we're both so like, we're so adventurous and we always want to have, you know, plans for the future outdoors and everything. So we're thinking of, you know, driving across like, the country and stuff. So I don't know, we've kind of met each other and now 
we just have plans for our entire future yeah. just traveling around but obviously we're gonna go on more canoe trips and we're actually supposed to go on a six-week trip in labrador this this summer yeah which is pretty crazy i just i think the miss nobby was so special to me and so eye-opening because i feel like looking back now you know i never really um and i'm gonna be honest i didn't really like going to camp and like canoe tripping i mean i was like 10 when i first started doing it but i just never had like the best time like I had a hard time getting into it and it was very hard like I didn't like being away from home and then the Missinabi really opened my eyes to a lot of things and I think now you know when we go back and and do six weeks which is the longest time any of us had ever done um you're just gonna appreciate it that much more um and thinking back to it like even when I'm doing math homework or like I'm writing an essay I can just be like you did the Missanabi and like you should be able to do this um because it is one of the hardest things that I've ever done and it's good to challenge yourself and push yourself and you do come out better on the other side I was there were so many moments during that trip when I was like what am I doing here right now hence the name of our podcast so you know in that such in those um circumstances you just kind of have to push yourself and just believe in yourself and kind of go for it like just do it and I guarantee you're gonna come out better on the other side um yes definitely yeah because what doesn't kill you makes you stronger you know yeah and definitely like an outdoor adventure you know I don't know it's so different than like a city trip I find because you end up being so alone and you're almost like it's you against yourself and you have Mm -hmm. to work with nature because if you don't you're not going to get anywhere and it really opens up your eyes and it shows you a different perspective in which you can see life and you can kind of understand um why people love canoe tripping so much like especially after you've done it before i knew it was fun but when you're there you realize that this is the reason why some people you know it keeps them going every day yeah for sure what was something that you like you know does it constantly I know you constantly think about it as I do but um like how does that like how does trip kind of impact what you do daily you know what I mean like I know you're a very like outdoorsy person you know you live in a place that allows you to do that unlike me who lives in Maryland uh who's just in a city uh <laughs> you know I'm so like itching to get out there and just do stuff so like you know yeah um so I am a very outdoorsy person even where I live here um but I find that that trip because it was so long and it was really a life-changing experience for me um now that I'm here and I'm back at home you know it just last summer like it pushed me to do so many more things that I wouldn't have thought I would be comfortable with like I'd go kayaking on my own all the time and I would have never done that before because I wouldn't have the confidence needed in nature to do that. And I didn't right. th- I didn't have the skills to do it before. Um, but now I also feel a lot more comfortable in even like harder temperatures, harder weather um, with mm-hmm. rain and, you know, big thunderstorms. That doesn't scare me anymore. And just going on hikes in the woods and stuff. It's not something I would have done before. Like, I'd probably have been quite scared to do it, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, to do it alone. Um, 
but now it's kind of, you know, for me, like it becomes a, a happy place whenever, you know, I'm out there in nature, whether it's alone or with friends, that's where I want to be. That's always where I'm trying to go. So yeah, yeah, I definitely changed my perspective on life. For sure. And like when I come home and tell my friends like what I did and they're like, oh, like, how was it? You know, like, what did you do? It's so hard for me to explain to them what it is exactly that we do, because it's something that people aren't used to. It's something that people don't necessarily understand unless they've done it. Um, And so in that sense, camp is such like and this whole community is so special because everyone is there for the same reason and we all understand each other and it's kind of like one giant family. Um, But part of the reason why we're trying to, you know, get this podcast going is because, you know, as two teenage girls, it's not, you know, something that they would do. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a typical situation that, you know, young girls are usually talking about. Uh, And so it's just so good to you know, you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. You have to push yourself. And it's definitely made us see the world in a totally different perspective. Um, and I think we can do a lot with it, you know, even just from that one trip. Um, and so it's just, yeah, I can't wait to get back up there and, and do another one despite how hard it's gonna be like I know once I'm there I'm gonna be like oh my god (laughs) um but yeah it's definitely impacted the way I look at everything now like you were saying about the the weather like the thunderstorms (laughs) I've had like some of the worst thunderstorms ever and every time it rains now I like cringe despite being in a house in my bed you know, because you're just like, ah, oh, like the worst feeling in the world is like waking up in the morning and hearing rain on your tent. Yeah. Just, and it's kind of oh. funny because I find it's the best feeling at night. After a long day of paddling, you just go to, you, you get into your sleeping bag and it just starts like, you know, just raining a little bit. And it's just so like comforting because you're just in your sleeping bag. But, you yeah, know, when it's in the morning, it's just the worst thing. When it's, you, you wake up and it starts raining. You just, oh my God. And then like. <laughs> It's probably going to rain the rest of the day. And like you're already wet at like seven in the morning. But it's kind of crazy because there has been days where it completely switched up. Like it was mm-hmm. pouring rain in the morning. Yeah. And at lunch, it was absolutely beautiful. Gorgeous. And but I also have to well. say, <laughs> yeah, but I have to say also that the rhythm that we lived on, you know, we woke up at five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and you get into a rhythm where it's not you forget time doesn't have the same meaning as it does in the city yeah you know and in the suburbs and stuff where everything opens up at eight and you go to school at 8 30 you know there time is just a reference point and it's just to know basically when you like need to eat <laughs> mm-hmm. but you kind of wake up with the sun and you go to bed with the sun and that's one of the best feelings in the world you know you're just following the rhythm of nature yeah that's something that's so uh special and kind of underrated is that you don't i remember like when you were on trip, when anyone would bring up school or like anything like that, I would just be like, no, please do not talk about school right now. <laughs> like, don't bring up calc or anything. Like, I'm just, we're here to enjoy it and to get away from that. And you kind of forget all of those little things. And it's so nice. Like, I'll come back. And even now, today, I'll just be thinking about random things. Like, why do we do that? Like, it could be so much simpler. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And it also shows you, like, you can bring the simplicity from trip into your life every day, I find. But also, I feel that that goes for any outdoorsy activities, like if you're going on a hiking trip, or even if you're just going on a hike for a day or a little paddle on a lake nearby, it brings you back to the importance of being in the moment, and it makes you realize what you really want to do in life because it gives you time to reflect and step away from technology and I have to say that stepping away from technology and not having phones and not having to constantly answer people Mm -hmm. or talk to people was probably the most amazing thing because when we're here it's big now in the society we live in it's almost rude to just leave and without answering anyone so it's horrible to say but it almost gives you a reason to just step away from society for sure yeah I remember Okay, for like the first couple days, it's like it's hard because you know that there's things going on, you know what I mean? And then once you kind of get over the fact that like, you know what, you can't do anything about that. It it's such a relieving feeling. And I remember like because you're just so carefree, like you literally have no other issues to worry about besides like when is snack time? You know, which is a big concern. Food becomes one of your biggest (laughs) concern and your biggest motivations in life. What? Yeah. What did you say? Snack. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Food just becomes like a motivation. Like you want to keep going because, you know, there's not there's not much out there. You're just always hungry because you're being you're doing so much physical exercise. For sure, especially because we would wake up at like what like 4 45 sometimes five yeah and i'd be hungry by like eight and they're like uh no you can't eat until like 10 and i'm like but we we've been up for like three hours already paddling i know you just had a breakfast and now you're still hungry and it's just it's something else i know yeah but and then like getting home it just makes everything that much more special too um and I remember, like, getting my phone back. I was like, what is this? Like, I remember I was, like, pressing all of the buttons. I know, I you're like, like, why? How would I spend this much yeah. time on it? Like, it's such an awful thing. Yeah. I could be doing so many better things with my life. And then you realize that you're slowly getting back and in, like, into your old routine. But then I find that trip, it makes you take a perspective. And I never actually went back to that old routine. I kind of, obviously, some aspects of it came back because I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know, I feel like I, li- I, I live a better life now. For sure. And it just makes you like, because the things that you bring with you on trip is what you have for those four weeks. And it's such a simple, easy way to live. And it's something that we're going to be talking about in our next episode is everything that you need to bring with you to ensure that you have um, a successful trip. Um, and also the safety things you have to do before you leave. And just a couple tips to make your next departure even better. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the introduction. Um, We're going to be talking a lot more about our trip uh, specifically. Um, And uh, yeah, I hope that this is something that will hopefully reach a lot of people. Yeah, hopefully you'll like to follow along our journey. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, Sam. Bye, Leah.